meditation through Psalm 25 as we come to uh, the table of the Lord. We'll be focusing on verses 6 and 7 today, but I'd like to read verses 1 through 7. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in you. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Indeed, let no one who waits on you be ashamed. Let those be ashamed who deal treacherously without cause. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all the day. Remember, O Lord, your tender mercies and your loving kindnesses, for they are from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth nor my transgressions. According to your mercy, remember me for your goodness' sake, O Lord. Father, we are your people, and as we come to your table, may we delight in you and in your word. May we receive it by faith. May we glorify you in applying it. We love you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We commit our hearts to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, there are many Sundays, in fact, I would have to say there are very few Sundays, when Phil and I meet after uh, the worship, near the end of the worship service, and we look at each other and we say, only the Lord could have fit all the pieces of that together, and we just praise God. It just amazes us. Even today, I've seen that, and you know, I shouldn't amaze me. You know, the Lord does those kind of things. So the elements of the worship service fit together. Yes, we, of course, plan, uh, uh, plan the worship service. Uh, we want it to be excellent for the glory of God. And uh, you know, we seek to worship the Lord, as Phil said earlier, as he is revealed in his word, not outside of that, not for whatever we want to do, uh, but according to his word and with excellence. And yet we have seen many times the Lord arranged scripture texts, as I've seen today, that I didn't plan, but the Lord planned, and songs and prayers and other parts of the service that only God could do. And today, I'm focusing on two verses, verses 6 and 7 in Psalm 25, and the key word is remember. And the title of the sermon today is remember. I didn't line that up like that. The Lord did that. And uh, so we're going to have a sermon today re uh, regarding remembering the resurrection. Now in these two verses though, David is asking the Lord to remember uh, his character in a sense. Of course, God does not need to be reminded of who he is. He never changes and he never forgets. But David and we, brothers and sisters, need to recall the character and the works of our Lord because we tend to be forgetful. And we can pray to the Lord in this way, in a similar way, as a reminder to us of his power and his, his holiness and his great love for us and his kindness, which we know through his word, we know through his law, his promises, and we know, of course, through his sacrifice and his resurrection. Verse six, David prayed, remember, O Lord, your tender mercies and your loving kindnesses, for they are from of old. So he's saying to God, remember God, how you've shown me mercy and, and love. So David's here asking the Lord to remind him, himself, of the mercy of the Lord to him in previous times, in many times, in many ways in his life. And he wants to experience this again also. David wants to experience again, he needs to experience again, the loving kindness of the Lord. 
Now, we here may feel like, wow, that's a very bold way to pray, to ask the Almighty God to remember how he has acted in the past according to his character and act again. And yet, our Heavenly Father is pleased when we believe him that way and when we ask him that way with boldness, knowing who he is, and when we recall how he has blessed us in the past and how he has heard our prayer and he's shown his great love for us continually. And certainly we can be bold according to Romans 8, which we recited this morning after confession. Romans 8.32 says, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Yes, indeed. How shall he not show us again his mercy and his loving kindness, having shown his eternal love through his son? He did not spare his only son to give us life. Romans 8 goes on. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? We read that question. You answered it boldly this morning. Who shall indeed bring a charge against God's elect? Who can do that? It is God who justifies. You are justified by your faith in Christ. Who is he who condemns? Who can condemn you? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen praise God, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who can condemn you? The Almighty God is interceding for you. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword or anything? Well, the answer is, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. And this is what David is going through here. He's going through a time, many times in his life, that he needed to be delivered. And he knows that nothing can separate him from the love of Christ. And dear family, I know some of you are going through trial. Cling to Christ. Cling, cling to the fact that he loves you and nothing can separate that from you. Cling to him as you go through trial. The Lord said in the Sermon on the Mount, this is Matthew 7, 11, if you then, being evil, know how to good, give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? In fact, he, he will give the filling of the Holy Spirit as you ask him. And we can ask boldly, as David does here, that the Lord would remember his love as he has seen, because his mercies and loving kindnesses are from of old, David said. Matthew Henry said it this way. This is uh, what he said. This is like uh, saying to the Lord, the instances, like praying to the Lord, the, the, instances of your, the instances of your mercy to the church in general and to me in particular were early and ancient and constant to this day. They began of old and they never ceased. You have taught me from my youth up. Teach me now. Lead me now. Help me now. And then in verse 7, David asked the Lord to not remember something. Okay, this is a not remember prayer. Again, the Lord cannot forget anything, of course. He knows all things, but he can forgive. And he does forgive in Jesus, and he, and he gives grace. In fact, his grace abounds over our sin through our Lord Jesus Christ. And David said, do not remember the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions. So he's looking back, oh, you know, I had many sins in my youth. Matthew Henry said, 
This, remember them, that is, the sins of his youth. Remember them not against me, Lord. Lay them not to my charge. Enter not into judgment with me for them. When God pardons sin, he is said to remember it no more, which denotes a full remission. He forgives and he forgets. Praise God. Psalm 103, beginning in verse 2, says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. So we're commanded not to forget. We easily forget. There are many things we should remember. Bless the Lord, O my soul. David's telling himself, do not forget the benefits of the Lord. For example, verse three, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. That's exactly what David is praying for here, loving kindness and tender mercies. David asked the Lord to remember his mercies, his abundant mercy to him and to his people for the sake of the goodness of the Lord, of who he is to his people. Our God is good. It is God's goodness and not ours, his mercy and not our own merit that must be our plea for the pardon of our sin and all the good we stand in need of. And we know this mercy and we know this goodness in our Lord Jesus Christ who came and died and rose again for us. And verse seven ends, according to your mercy, remember me. According to your mercy, remember me, Lord, for your goodness's sake. I'll conclude with this reading from Psalm 103. This is on the mercy of God. Think about this as I read of the great mercy of our God to us. This is from Psalm 103. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities or loves his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. Let's pray. Oh Lord, we give thanks to you that you are teaching us to pray according to your word according to who you are. And we rejoice that you are merciful and you are gracious and forgiving. And Lord, we ask that you'd forgive us for forgetting so easily your benefits to us through our Lord Jesus Christ. And that in him, you crown us with loving kindness and tender mercies. And Lord, as we come to this table of communion with you, May we rejoice that you remember us. You remember your promises to your people, your promise of a savior for your people. And we come now to receive grace to know you and grace to serve you. And we praise you in the name of our Lord and Savior and our reigning King, Jesus Christ. Amen.